What's up, Divi Nation? Welcome to Divi Chat. Uh, today, we are going to be tackling the subject of copywriting. We've talked about this in a few different sort of ways before. Today, specifically, we're going to be mostly focusing on how to find a copywriter if you want to hire somebody to do some copywriting for you. And um, we have uh, we have a friend. Look, if you are just listening, this is an unusual scenario because I have somebody sitting right next to me. It's uh, it's our pal Andrew Palmer who has invaded Divi Chat today. Um, but why don't we go around, Sarah? Do you want to start uh, introducing yourself? We'll just go around in a circle and we'll we'll end up with Andrew. Sure. Hey guys, uh, Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. I didn't spend much money on Black Friday, um, but I decided to buy some lights and they didn't really work. <laughs> I don't know if you can oh, tell. No. You They're are so in little. Work. I know. Like, I think, I, I think I've got a theory. My theory is I'm really dark here. My theory is my lighting here is causing yeah. all the havoc. And then if I just close the curtains, then the lights would go and it would be yeah. amazing. But right now I'm not going to try that. So you're just going to see my little. I do appreciate light. that you're, it's like a different, like every week jungle behind you every week. <laughs> it's always every week. Spot. But they're all the hue ones and our house is now all hued up and it's very yeah. exciting. But, uh, that's what I have. Yeah. Haven't quite worked out the office yet, but we'll get there. It's All coming. right. On to you, Eric. All right. I like it. Hey, so my name is Eric and I am with In Transit Studios. And actually today starting, we have a new site, uh, Divi Agency Coach. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So just it's going to be a clearing house of places. Um, we get a lot of people coming to the In Transit site, site that are freelancers and web designers asking questions. And so I'm just going to build out a Divi agency coach as a as a clearinghouse to connect people to all the courses that have helped me and all the resources that I use and have and everything. So, uh, yeah, so that's coming up here real soon. That's exciting. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. Hey, everybody, Tim Streifler here with Divi Life. You can find me online at DiviLife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials, including we launched 24 new Divi products for Black Friday. Um, is that all? There's anyone as dumb as me that doesn't launch any products all year long and then launches a bunch all at once on Black Friday, let me know because I think I'm probably the only one that's dumb enough to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, forgive me. I'm having some headphone problems. I waited until right before Divi chat to realize that my AirPods are broken and my mac mini doesn't have a headphone port i don't think and so i'm going through my microphone uh equalizer and it's like really low so i can barely hear everyone else so i just is might be a, talking there's a volume knob on it isn't there oh there is online it's cranked up all the way so i've never really used this, this is what happens when you use poor people headphones like that <laughs> you mean with wires yeah yeah I know, like some the sort poor, of the poor people ones that come with a thousand dollar phone. Yeah, I well, and these are like to... these are the headphones with the the normal headphone jack, not the Apple mm -hmm. Lightning or whatever wow. it is. Yeah. So it's like they're like really old. <laughs> but, whatever. Well, we're glad you're here anyway, and now we can speak freely because you can't hear us. So that's why <laughs> <laughs> can say whatever they want. I am Stephanie Hudson, representing Focus WP. And we are, uh, we didn't do a Black Friday 
because we launched a brand new website. So go check it out and tell us all the things that are broken because I'm sure there's plenty because it's the worst launching your own site. Who's with me? And I'm actually speaking of who's with me. I'm sitting in a hotel room 20 minutes away from my house with this guy right here. And I'm Andrew Palmer. Thanks for letting me uh, come in. I haven't seen Tim since I think it was St. Louis, was it? Yeah. Or another. Yeah. So, so yeah, never met Sarah, but obviously worked with her many years ago in the past. And uh, Eric, I don't know you either, but I'm basically Bertha.ai and WPPluginsplus.com. So I sell Divi plugins as well, just like uh, Tim. Hmm. And I'm really pleased to be here. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. Yeah, good to have you, Andrew. Um, we like to keep our accents as diverse as possible yeah. on the show. So, uh, all right. So let's talk about copywriting. We've had uh, some episodes before where we talked um, with our pal Randy Brown, giving us some tips on how to do some copywriting. And and I think finding a copywriter, I don't know. To me, I think finding a developer or designer is so much easier. For some reason, it's so difficult to find a copywriter. Do you guys feel that way as well? Yep. I think oh, I'm hearing an echo. Is that coming from me or from yeah, somebody else? Oh, man. Oh, is this guy? <laughs> nice one, Tim. That's all right. Tim, plug, keep your headphones plugged in, buddy. <laughs> I'm having all sorts of audio problems here, guys. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh. Um, At least your lighting is great. I know. Your lighting does look fabulous. Thank you. So, Thank you. I thought maybe we would talk. Uh, I know Tim said he's not really done a ton with hiring a copywriter before, but the rest of us have. I thought maybe we could just have a quick chat about where we can go to look for copywriters and also what kind of things you would look for. What do you guys want to want to kick it off and start? Eric or Sarah? No? Yeah. So oh. I think I think with uh, copywriting, um, I think my first recommendation is so how I, I generally approach it is I'll hire a copywriter to do a, a test page on my own site before I have them do a client website. Um, and I just always like to test it. There's a, uh, an axiom shooting a bullet before a cannonball, which just means how do you test things before you go all in? So I, I don't think the first thing I would do is hire a copywriter for a client website. Um, but you can hire a copywriter to just start with one page um, or an email, something like that. So start them out small. Um, so that would, I think, be the first thing I would recommend. So where do you find them from, Eric? Though that's that's the key is that people have problems finding. Is it referral, or do you go to a freelancer.com or copywriter.com or whatever it's called to, for, to look for copywriters? How do you find them? Yeah. No, I've never. I have had. I have had luck on Upwork. Um, I've, I've had luck on Upwork for a lot of different things. I've had to work through, you know, people. Um, I have a, uh, uh, Git Pennington Creative is kind of my go-to now. Um, I'm using them for pretty much all of my copywriting. Um, you know, I know that Focus WP has copywriting. Um, and if they're as good as the developers are, um, I think that would be great. I've not used the copywriters, but I've used Focus WP's uh, developers. Um, and then connecting through online groups. Um, there's a guy in the Focus Facebook group, uh, Dylan with StoryForge. Um, he's great. I use him on a lot of stuff. So um, just lots of different places like that. Just kind of keep an eye out open. Hmm. 
Uh, I think Facebook groups are one of the best places. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate you mentioning focus. I think it's a great solution, particularly if you're already in our ecosystem. If you're already getting some development and other things done, then it's it's great because you're already in there and you can just submit other tickets. It doesn't cost anything extra. It's all just the same sort of bucket of hours and things like that. Um, but when you're when you're going to hire someone, uh, if you wanted to hire someone that you're going to interview and check out, I think Facebook groups are great. Um, I've mentioned before um, my pal Erin Pennings. She's I think she's in the live chat tonight. Oh look, she just commented actually. Uh, yeah, so she's a copywriter, and I was chatting with her before the show saying, like, what kind of suggestions would you give? And so similarly, she said, you know, look for referrals. That's one of the best ways is to find someone who's worked with someone. But if you go on a, um, like, in a Facebook group and you just say, like, hey, I need a, I need a copywriter, you know, like you will get, like, it's just like with anything, if you go and look for a developer like that or whatever, you're going to just get absolutely inundated. And the trick with evaluating copywriters, which is different than that, is like the tone is so different. So, and to me anyway, it's easier to identify someone's design or development work at a bird's eye view. You know, you can scan through a bunch of things and say like, yes or no, pretty quickly, or maybe or no pretty quickly anyway and but you go to copywriting and you've got to read to like see if they're, if they're good what what have you done sarah um mine's all come through referrals so um i've spoken a few times about being local and i work with local people and they just seem to want to keep working with local people which means copywriters as well um it's not that they're completely close to it but it just seems to go that way i don't know why um, particularly copywriting i think people at least want an australian to do it because again the tone is different um with american writing compared to Australian writing, there's just something different. And I think it's quite hard for people who aren't from Australia to nail it. So it's not that I'm close to it, but um, so far I've just stuck with Australians. So I met um, a copywriter at a networking thing a few years ago. Um, he was a great guy. I got him to mentor me on my copy for my website. And then we ended up working together a few times, but then his business got bigger and bigger and bigger. And now he only does big clients, which is great for him. Yay for him. Sucks for me because he was my go-to and he was like the perfect person. So the way I work is I don't, um, I don't white label it. Like I don't, the client just goes to the copywriter. So I will just say, this is who I recommend. Go chat to them, see what you think, work out. I don't know their rates, like go see if you like them and they do it all completely separate. But then we work together um, as a copywriter and design developer. So that's kind of the system that I work with. Um, it just means that I kind of get taken out of the loop of the copywriting part of it, which I'm very happy to be taken out of. Anyway, he's recommended a couple of other people. I wouldn't say I've settled on people I'm super happy with just yet. I've had clients use a couple of other people and I don't know, I think it's really tricky. I think it's really, really tricky to find a person who is good at um, nailing the tone of an, a company or an organization or um, like potentially if they have technical things, like if they're some sort of like trade, sometimes it's about understanding the trade to be able to do the copywriting. and. 
I don't think everyone's good at that. So I found it really tricky. I've found some people through Facebook groups as well. Um, I'm part of like a um, like an online paid kind of group that has all sorts of different people in there. And there's some copywriters in there. Um, so I've found some people through there. But again, it's that really tricky thing of like you can find someone, they can be nice, but you don't know if they're going to do a good job. You don't know how they work with clients. It's really tricky. And I think, honestly, I'd prefer to meet them in person at a networking thing where I can actually get to know them as a person before I'm ready to recommend them, which I know is super old school and I need to change it because it's not working what I've got right now. But uh, that's what I've done so far. It's the hardest thing, I think, copyright. I I actually use Randy, Randy Brown, Randy A. Brown. Nice. uh, Because he's great. And I also use a guy, uh, Ben, from WP Layers. Uh, because he's got a particular tone he's got a very english tone and he's also, marmite he's, mate. And, and he's marmite that, that's australian accent oh, sorry. sorry sarah i apologize for the australian accent <laughs> I'm, I'm <perfectly laughs> as you understand um <laughs> but also why we you know little plug for bertha bertha.ai why we built that is because it's really hard to start right so mm-hmm. bertha gives you that head start and any other any of them you know jarvis and Copy AI and Word.ai, they all give you just that little kick to say, right, we've got it. And I see that Gino said he's bought an LTD of um, closers copy. That's great, you know, because it just gives you the, the final bits that you need or the or the first 5% or the first 10%. Like Tim writing, Tim Streifler here, writing product descriptions for 24 products you know how hard that is to start right Tim yeah <laughs> it takes almost as long as building the products but how do no you, it really how is do you, how do you cope with building your products copywriting for your products and getting that because you've got um some of the best descriptions that you can have in products because you've also got to get some pizzazz in it of why you would want to buy it and why it's so useful and you know all the product manage, uh, product makers of Divi have learned from Nick about how to put some oomph into the product descriptions so that people really get really excited about it before they buy it and you've done that Gino's done that I've done that everybody's done it so how do you do it how do you Tim do does the straight on camera same thing mm-hmm. you need yeah. some long hair though i know yeah <laughs> I know. keep up with the with Divi jesus yeah no and that's what i was gonna say i've i've never hired a copywriter because i've always just done it myself um I, and again i'm not claiming to be you know an incredible copywriter by any means but writing is something that has become or has been really something that comes more natural to me, right? Some things come like designing comes really natural to some people. Um, for me, it doesn't, I'm like a trial and error designer. And that's why now I have designers rather than me doing it because they're just so much better at it. But writing is something that's always been pretty natural for me. However, I do get writer's block where I'm just like, ugh, whether it's writing it like a product description or like a Facebook ad or an, an email or something. And that's why I am super interested in, in trying out Bertha. Um, when we had Vito on a couple of weeks ago, I was like nerding out over all the possibilities and stuff. And so now that Black Friday and stuff is starting to uh, be behind us, I'm going to be checking that out because it's true. Like Andrew said, it's like even if you are someone that is good, even the best copywriters in the world get writer's block. And so having something that can kind of get you that that little push to get started 
um, is, is huge. But yeah, in terms of hiring a copywriter, I have literally zero experience. Um, so I can't add anything to that. Have you ever wanted to though? Have you ever thought I need to hire a copywriter? Sorry, say that again. These headphones you, are really. Tim, have you ever wanted <laughs> to hire a copywriter? Is it? It's just never entered your mind that you're going to. Yeah, it's that? never really entered my mind because even when I was doing, I don't really do client work anymore. But when I was, I would, when needed, just kind of do the copywriting for clients and stuff, and you know, probably severely undercharged. Um, and so I just, yeah, it's never really been something that I focused on. But some of the things that I think Eric mentioned, you know, Upwork, I've had success with Upwork finding uh, designers and, and stuff like that in the past. Um, so I think freelancers that kind of in general, you kind of have the same avenues of, you know, Facebook groups online, personal referrals, obviously always being the best conferences, that sort of thing. So cool. yeah, I would, I would say starting out, like I did the same thing, Tim, with like when I was doing a client's websites and stuff starting out, I just wrote any missing copy. Um, and that worked until I, it wasn't really scalable, but totally. then when I started getting to the place where I'm bringing in other developers, finding people that can do that and do design and development is, is really hard. And that's where I had to start trying to find resources. I thought I would just have the clients do it and that just really slowed down significantly yeah. every project. Um, so yeah, so I think there's a, and there's different I think there's different levels of copywriters and cop and different copywriting needs. Like most websites, most web websites, honestly, probably don't need a full blown professional copywriter. Um, but some well, do and not, and not every page does, but some do well, the websites. Yeah. I've got, a diff I've got to disagree with you there. I think they do need a full time copywriter or what, what's the most thing that Vito, you know, whenever Vito has been on here talking about, WP feedback stroke Atarim when he was on the other day talking about Bertha. What you know, what is the biggest hill that we guys have to as as developers of websites and building websites? That biggest hill is getting content, isn't it? Right. So we've got from our client, and it, they can't even describe their own business processes. So Sarah, you deal with local businesses, say a plumber, yeah. electrician, photographers. I think you did actors for a while as as well. I mean, how did you get your well, we did very, one actor, so that very that, average actor. Yeah, he had good abs. But I remember it, right? So I remember. <laughs> <laughs> he had good abs, but who wrote the copy for his website? For that actor, for instance, who wrote that copy? Did you write that, or did you? No, he did. He did. But I don't think there was much copy on that website. To be when honest, when you have abs, you don't really need copy. No, it was like mostly portfolio stuff. And so really what it was, was like imagery and videos. And that was kind of, that was it. But mostly I, I would say 90, well, 90% of my clients write their own content and then 10% say, I need some help. And then I recommend that they talk to someone. And usually what I'll do is I'll give them a couple of names and say, why don't you check out these people and see what you think of them? And I let them pick basically. Um, because I think that's better than just sending them to one person. And if they're not a good fit, then, you know, then they're kind of a little bit stuck and they probably feel like they have to use them. So that's the way I've been doing Danny it. But 99% no, of the time they're going to just write it themselves. Danny Green has a comment here. She says, copywriter always. I'm not creating a website to have it be let down by crappy copy. 
So yeah, I th- and I and I, but but I like we're in the we're doing a pizza shop site right now, and and I'll be honest, like there's they're the only pizza shop in a small town. People, it, it doesn't <laughs> need it. It copywriter. It. it really doesn't. Um, people want their hours. They want the menu. They want to call and order. It needs a great design, and everything has to be spelled right. Yeah, that's yeah. it. They're, they don't have any competition, but so there there definitely are cases. But I, I really like Aaron's next point of a web copywriter may not be the right person to write email. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're getting it, when you get into say, when you're getting into sales stuff and persuasion comment, Aaron, for those not watching. Um, yeah. So she said, and I think it's worth adding that not all copywriters have the same speciality or skills. A web copywriter may or may not be a great script writer or email copywriter. So yeah. 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 And then importantly, Steve Parks followed up with it's the only reason I agreed to build it. It's I needed a website where I actually got to use a picture and the word anchovy. It's the only reason <laughs> so we're building it. So I work for restaurants, right? That, that's one of my niches as a restaurant. I actually have a pizza restaurant as well. So that's pretty did. cool. I share in a pizza yeah. restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I and I kind of agree with you. Yes, it's only the it's the only pizza restaurant in town. But if you take that pizza restaurant and then put it in a town where it's got five other pizza restaurants, like the one we've got. You have to write delicious descriptions of what you what, what you know, really enticing descriptions. And when you go to a restaurant that's the only restaurant in town, it will say fish and chips, right? When you go to a restaurant that's got, that's five restaurants in town, say beer battered fish and chips cooked in with this, that, and the other, served with by whoever. So you've got that descriptive, and that's what a copywriter brings to everything is the enticement the deliciousness i don't think i have ever read a description of a food item when i was choosing to order food i go 100 off the photos and the functionality of the website because it pisses me (laughs) off when it doesn't work and so i look at the photos i look at how ugly it is and if my friend says to me this place has really good indian then i'm going to that place like no matter they could write whatever they wanted to write. The words don't matter to me. Like I get that Google cares and maybe we're writing for Google in certain circumstances, but uh, like I reckon a lot of people aren't reading the words on a food. You could be right. You could be, or, or any website. So are they reading any, but any Google words reads on any it. website? Google does read it and that matters. So I'm not saying no. the words don't matter. I'm not saying you shouldn't have them there, but I am saying I don't reckon many people read the words on Another thing I, I think about too, though, that like that is sometimes there's a specialty for this. And again, this might not be the long copy copywriter, the long form copywriter. But what about micro copy? I'm very interested in this and those tiny little like, what do your buttons say? Like, quit putting submit, everybody. I know I have one right. on my site, but like headlines, buttons, call to actions, that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and, and that's something where I think people do read because when you're skimming, yeah you're typically reading headlines and buttons, stuff like that. And that's kind of the advice that I was given years ago was like, people should be able to understand the whole point of whatever it is you're doing from just your headlines. Like your headlines should tell the story. And then the paragraph text is really just like expanding on it. And so that's kind of the approach I've taken. There was another, um, 
okay, there's a couple other comments I wanted to call out here. Here's one from Joan Margal. Margal, is that how you pronounce your name, Joan? Man, I think in my head I'm going to be able to say a name, and as soon as it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, that has to be wrong. Well, especially names like Joan, where we've seen it so many times I on know. Facebook and YouTube and stuff, and then we actually go to say it verbally, like, how do I, you say that? Because it's like you have it in your head a certain way, but you're not sure if it's right. Well, you need a copywriter to just spell it out to us She says, <laughs> copyright <laughs> depends, though, on the subject of the copy. Some copy is industry standard, and you have to hire a copywriter or get the client to supply the content. So this brings up an interesting thing. If you've got, uh, for example, a medical client or yeah. um, a financial client or things like that that have certain restrictions, those are cases where you really can't make copywriting errors. Like they can be damaging right. to the yeah. your customer. And so you need to find specialists. So to find a specialist, I still, and I don't know, I'm just such a Facebook person, which is so weird. I never thought I would be that. But for business, boy, I just think you can find so many, like I would just so much rather go to Facebook and post in a group of web folks and say, have you worked with a copywriter that has done medical websites? Like I would just rather, ah, oh, Tim has somebody there with him too. Yeah, he's really antsy. Sorry about that. He's never, <laughs> no, he's so cute. You never, he's always just chilling on the couch way behind you. In I know. the purple glow. <laughs> yeah, that's his spot back there. Um, but I think that's another, that's a case which is slightly different. And I'm just curious, like, have you guys ever had to find a specialist to write or do you just have a copywriter that can do research? Cause that's another. Yeah. So the copywriter I had that grew too big, he didn't specialize, but he was very upfront about the fact that he was really good at researching and he was really good at understanding complex things and putting it into simple language. And so um... that was his whole thing. And that's why he's done so well is he's got a very analytical brain. So he does really well at researching something, but then working out how do you put that into simple words. So I think if you can find someone like that, they're the perfect one that could work in a number of different industries. So they don't have to be just one specific one, but that is a really specific skill set that I think is hard to find. Yeah. And that's what Randy Brown has said when, when we've had him on Divi Chat is, he spends a lot of time researching and that's definitely something he's really good at. And then, yep. like you said, he, he just tries to write about it in a simple way for people to understand. And he's a, he's a great writer. He, he, he that's really why I'm so bad at copywriting because I'm really bad at researching. I'm like, yeah, I can write this thing. And then I go to try and write it. And then I'm like, uh, researching so exhausting. <laughs> Side note is Margot. Nice. Sorry. That is good to know. See, like, did you guys grow up knowing when two vowels go walking, the first does the talking? I think they have completely led us astray. All, all of the phonetic rules, I before E, all those. It's Except like, there's after. Some... Except <laughs> Margot. Except for this and this and this and this yeah. and this and this. So when you, when you, because I've used a lot of copyright, you know, we've, we've, we're lucky, you know, Tim, I think you built loads of sites as well. And Eric, I don't know you very well, but I know that you built a few sites, but yes. you've got the technical copywriter who, with what Sarah was describing, the person that goes away and under or researches, then understands the technicalities and then can turn it into plain English. And then you've got the, um, legal copyright. So I, I do a lot of lawyer sites, so I have to be very careful of what they say on, on, you know, be, be very descriptive. And I did a dentist site 
and he employed the copywriter the den the, the, or the partnership of the dentist employed the copywriter and this guy was charging i think he charged about thirty thousand pounds just to write to write the copy for the, the dentist website wow. because he was then held legally responsible for what he wrote wow so you know it goes it, it's not just a copywriter you know randy is very very good he gets he, he goes in and researches stuff he wrote the um the book on all of all of the plugins that i sell and he wrote the book on bertha of how to use it and all that kind of stuff and also some case studies and very competitively priced you know really i would use him every single day but when you get really into the technical stuff there's some copywriters out there charging 1500 two grand a day just to write your copy for your for your big websites like your ibms and your volvos and and all this kind of stuff so it depends what type of copywriter we're looking for and if we if we've got say we've got a real high-end client then they're not going to worry how much the copyright is going to charge you yep. you can go out to, to whomsoever and you can interview people and, and get them to do test copies and pay for that as well now, i remember when randy first did a blog post for me i paid him for the test which mm -hmm. i think is the right thing to do for sure. and then i used it i'll use it you know yeah. And that's it's it, it, it is one of the hardest things and again that's why you know things like jarvis and bertha exist because just kickstart me get me going and um you know and good you for the clients who don't have the funding because there are definitely what? clients yeah. who they're really stretching just to have a design done like just to have a design and a website built that is pushing their money right to the edge so to t then say to them you're also going to need to pay for copy like that's just not going to happen for a lot of small businesses, especially if they're new and little and they really just want to get on the map. You know, I'm sure that AI is definitely a good way to start there. Yeah. I think your dog wants to yeah, say Yeah, it something. is, but you can still find a local copywriter that will not, not cost a fortune. I mean, you know, you can get, yeah. you can get copy yeah, yeah, for, for 15, sure. 15 cents a word, you know, so for a thousand words, work that out, guys, it's a thousand dollars or a hundred dollars, right? So it's not a lot of money. Is it? Yeah, it's the it wrong is. number. Yeah. yeah, it's the wrong number. It's like, you're good at other things. You don't have to be good. <laughs> There's not there, there some coffee in here. I'm sitting with Stephanie. <laughs> um, uh, so, okay, so one other thing. I want to sort of branch this in a slightly different way. We've talked a bit about why this is important. We've talked about places we can go to look. Not a lot of places we can go to look. But um, what are your criteria then for a copywriter? So say you've got a client. Who does have a budget and is going to get a copywriter written how do you uh gino said blaming jet lag but he's been here for 12 days uh, like he doesn't get to use that anymore daylight savings would be a better yeah. excuse right now <laughs> um, so but so what do you guys look for one of the things for me personally that is the most difficult is tone because yeah, sure. someone can master any subject but if they don't have my sparkling wit like it's gonna come across not like me you know so yeah and not just me me but like how do you find someone that can communicate in the right tone and style and i think in, in my opinion again i've never hired a, a professional copywriter but i think being able to see work samples where you're seeing mm -hmm. a variety of different tones because if you're reading it all their different examples and it all kind of sounds the same well then that means they're good at writing 
in their own tone only and not embracing the tone of the brand. So that's what but I would Keanu do. Keanu Reeves is a great actor, right? At that one role. Right. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's a lot of actors like that, that they're great at playing the same character yeah. over and over again. But then there's the really crazy good, like method level actors that right. like Tom Hanks. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're a different oh. character every, in every yeah, movie. Have you seen his new one? It's no. so good. Come on. <laughs> if it's about uh, that but, robot, I was not into it, that robot. Oh, I loved it. I loved uh, it so much. We're going to find anyway, it Anyway, there may be scenarios, though, where you you want that tone. And so then you know, okay, well, this person is only good at this one particular tone, but there may be clients that that is the perfect fit for. And you just put them in your pocket and you think, okay, this client is that exact one tone. And so we're going to go get Keanu Reeves and he's going to like do his tone for he's that, you know. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and then you're really happy, but at least you know, okay, this is the tone this person produces. They're not good at the other stuff and that's okay. But occasionally I will have yeah. the client that needs yeah. that specific tone and we're good yeah. to go. Ted Theodore Logan was his definitive role and it's special. It really is. <laughs> uh, yep. That's even true for designers. You know, I've got one designer. Yeah, sure. I, kinda, I pretty well know what his website's going to look like. Uh -huh. um, yeah. But that's okay because there's times I need a website that, that looks, like, looks that. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, yeah. I, this is a great tip from Aaron Pennings. Um, one of the best things you can do is create a tone and voice guide for your content. Boom. Or work with someone that? who can help you create one of those. So Aaron, <laughs> you're going to have to teach us. Uh, maybe we'll have you come on and teach us how to do that, Aaron, because I think that's, yeah. that is such a great idea. I mean, we all like for us to say, like, we need to send uh, a detailed brief to a designer or a developer that conveys yeah. all of those elements is a no brainer for us, right? Like we all do that. We all understand how important that is, but to do it for copywriting is, it is, it's really difficult. At least for me, it is. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Yeah. I think uh, finding examples of tone that you'd like yeah. and like, just like you do with design, it's like we ask our clients, all right, send us some yes. stuff that you like. So you know, kind of what they're after. Same thing with, yeah. with copy, like find, copy that you like the tone that you like that sort of thing um and actually I, I meant to ask andrew does bertha have like can you select the different tone yeah you can you can even tell them what you just told me <laughs> we when we were playing with it and writing the prompts because the difference between bertha and jarvis is that is that we've written the prompts right because it's, it's designed for websites so you can there's a workflow that you work through so homepage services products whatever but By the, the tone, way, I'll give you an extra little bit. It works natively with Divi. So in your yeah. text box, it comes up and you can fill, you choose what you want and click it and it goes right It works, your... it works with all the page builders, but it's, um, but we've just, we've just developed. Long... Uh, this show isn't called no, all I the know, page know, builders. Know, chat, know, okay. 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 Sorry. Um, I'll, I'll get my coat. Mm -hmm. Um, this, oh, Bertha <laughs> is, uh, because we wrote all the prompts and Vito wrote, uh, the majority of them, they're, they're phenomenal. There's a couple of SEO ones as well. So it does SEO uh, titles and SEO meta tags in bulk within any SEO plugin as well. But the tone of voice that I was dis discussing today was Frank Sinatra or Al Pacino. So, you know, have a play with it and just muck about with the tone of voice. And if you if it's a, a famous person before 2019 is when GPT-3 scraped the web, 
just do it in the in the tone of Keanu Reeves even it will go oh, oh man you killed my like, dog you know, all this kind of stuff so <laughs> you know just have a play with it Tim it's great and, and connect afterwards yeah. and I'll give, you, I'll give you some access to the to the long form as well because it will be lovely it'll be good good to hear your point of view on it but uh, yeah no I, I really am excited tone of voice and you can have hilarious fun witty professional educational you know any tone of voice you can think of really Really yeah cool. that's good to know that's awesome the funny yeah, one is I never funny though oh really <laughs> i mean funny humor in general is very subjective is. and that's why i intentionally don't try to put humor into any like copywriting and marketing stuff because my sense of humor is probably not the same as most of mine that customers. never stops me <laughs> like none of you guys ever laugh at my jokes but do i stop absolutely <laughs> I, I I enjoyed your email Monday about the announcement oh. of the new I I, I I the the very first pair very first sentence or two was a was a little joke. Oh thanks, Eric. I just realized I'm not on your email list, Stephanie. I didn't what? get this email. I get like 75 emails from you a week. I, Come actually, on, Erin. Erin's <laughs> um, uh, just said something. Erin Pennings has just said, okay. "Where is my sarcasm font?" Oh. There is a tone of voice called sarcasm, and exclusive to divi chat next week is coming evil bertha <gasps> oh, oh my goodness so it'll be basically work it out when you see evil bertha come out it will be all um, right amazing unpopular opinion coming from divi dojo you can't read tone of voice mm. what do we think of this guys by the way hi mark glad to have you in the live chat uh i think there's a tone right there's tone yeah you like things can be misread for sure i don't know everyone yeah. like, eric's looking up at the ceiling does that mean an answer is coming no i'm trying I to mean, think like he's looking I, at I, think it depends on how you define tone. I mean literally well, speaking I yes think you if cannot you're talking technical terms sure there's no like there is no tone in text like I understand from a technical perspective and someone who has a son who, you know, when you say it's 10 to three and he's like, no, it's 251 or something like that. You know, I understand from the technical perspective, but if we're kind of explaining the more broad version of it, I think there are hundred percent is tone of voice. I think there is a different way that you read things and the kind of words people use make you read it in a specific way. Yeah. Vicky Baptiste However. Says you can imply tone of voice. Sorry. Yeah, there, that's yeah. a good way to put it. One thing that I do love and I'm a huge advocate of is using emojis in copywriting oh. because emojis is like the missing component of being able to <laughs> That's a freaking millennial. I know. And obviously there's a time and place. Like, I'm just kidding. I can't, I can't even type without emojis and GIFs. Like putting emojis in your privacy policy or terms of conditions, probably not a great idea, but in your marketing copy, I think it's, Talk to do it all Paul the time. Hans and Donata. Tell him we need more emojis. Actually, one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. Vito's the champion. Vito is the champion of emojis in emails. Really? If you, if you ever get a, 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 an email from him, just I'm going to have to sign up to just spread up. <laughs> yeah. Man, you're signing up to all kinds of emails tonight. <laughs> um, Uh-oh, Mike Devitt's in the group, but he says, really? Tone of voice? Am I shouting? <laughs> <laughs> Did I read this stuff well, Mike? Let me know. You know, I think um, GIFs are a, a good point. I think obviously they're not going to work in like, well, they might, but I think they'd look a bit crap on a sales page. But I think in a blog me? post. I want every sales page. GIFs. 
I think on blog posts, I think that that they 100% could really help the tone of voice of a blog post. So I'm all on board for that. Yeah, it's funny, right? Because they seem childish and unprofessional, yeah. but it's like, it's more cultural now. I don't know. So we've yeah. got at least three copywriters in the live chat communicating with us. So we've got Aaron, we have Vicky, and we have Joan. So you guys, I'm interested in what you think about the use of emojis in professional <laughs> copywriting. Because that's kind of in my experience from oh, copywriting a side eye. They get very around full stops and commas and no emojis and you know. That's been my experience working with copywriters that they really don't like that when things aren't technically correct. I like things being technically correct as well, but I do think emojis, that's what they are. Like emo means like the emotion. Right. Yeah. Jeez. But it, it depends. I don't know what the G is. <laughs> if it's marketing or sales copy or, or even blog where it's like mm -hmm. very conversational, then I think emojis are okay. But yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. like technical copywriting, like, yeah, like <laughs> putting emojis in there. They're great in emails, aren't they? To it, they add emphasis, don't they? Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's why why people use Thank gifs. You. Is it called a gif or a gif? It's Let's a GIF. not even start that. But anyway, that's why people use gifs to give you some kind of emotive yeah. thing. Gif you, you some well, yeah. Gif you some. Oh. My issue with emojis is they're pretty ugly, and they just like I wish they had better versions of them. Yeah, that's all. Uh, Kevin, Kevin's got a good question. Does a screen reader read out the emoji, like alt text? Oh, well, it would because um, when Siri reads me my text messages, I always get that like winky face or mm -hmm. like, you know, <laughs> grin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she like reads it. She does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so I would assume. So we've got some some mixed results here in the, in the chat about including emojis, uh, you know, Kevin's a fan. Erin says she's team emoji and GIFs in email and blogs, some yeah. blogs, yeah. But not for That's sales pages. And um, Vicky says it depends what you call professional, in quotes, yeah. which is very true. So yeah, I'm obviously very professional. I have a profession, but uh, but I use a ton of that nonsense. Uh, but I know it's silly. Like I don't think uh, Vicky's got a good point that these little quote marks, you know, there's mm -hmm. other ways of doing it that aren't just emojis. You can use things like quote marks, you can use brackets and then like write in the like subtext mm -hmm. that's supposed to sit under the wording. Like there are other ways for you to do it where if you feel like an emoji or a GIF isn't going to be appropriate in that, in that, I don't know, scenario, there are other ways to do it. That to was convey the, the emotion, right. It. Yeah. yeah, and using bold or emphasis, like yeah. italics 100%. or capitals or sizes, all those kind of things do convey those uh, those. I've seen lots of like the little star thing and then people like put some little cheeky comment like next to it. There's definitely ways you can do it without it having yeah. to be GIFs or emojis. It's very true. It's very true. Uh, Gino, Gino says he doesn't use emojis. But then again, he also has a giant cartoon of himself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> all over the so take that with the guys. We number. all know that. I haven't seen it for ages, but I just know it's. It is. <laughs> that's what he's doing. <laughs> that's yeah. what he's doing. There you go. It's such a good drawing of him, though. It's so perfect. Yep. Um. So okay, we're we're coming up. Uh, it's about ten till. Let's just have a quick word from our 
sponsors. Really so many sponsors. Uh, <laughs> give me a call if you're interested. You call me up. Uh, but while we're while we're taking a little pause here, if you guys have just a quick moment, you know it's coming up on the holidays. We'd like to get us something special. Do you know what we'd really love? Some five star reviews. If you could just give us a review, rate this podcast.com slash Divi chat. We'll be so glad to have that. It would really mean the world to us. And if you wouldn't mind just hitting that thumbs up button while you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, wherever, it means the world to us. Uh, we've got a couple on the on the show tonight. Some likes. We appreciate you. Thanks so much. And now back to our show. I like Erin's last comment, uh, partly because it was directed at me, yeah. but partly because she said, so my takeaway here is to make sure you communicate your position on emojis to your writer. That's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure they know. If they don't have emojis in mind, they're fired. <laughs> they're fired. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, this, we've talked about um, on this show before. I know Sarah's a fan. I think Stephanie too. Paste, the tool Paste. Oh, yeah. Where it's like a clipboard manager where you can basically like see your, your, the history of your, what you've copied. Um, <laughs> I have a, I have one. What do they call them? A tag or a, um, I have one for emojis, and so it's like oh, the nice. ten the ten emojis that I use most often for like copywriting type stuff, ads, emails, whatever, um, and just so I could have quick access to them. That's how but much. Did you I know use it's in built marketing. into Mac? So I didn't realize this, and I had like an app yeah. that was doing it, but I only just discovered like recently that Control Command Space pops up an emoji thing, and then you can yeah. type whichever. Oh, I didn't know it was there the I, whole time. On a PC, I learned... on a PC, it's right mouse. No, that's not true. It is. On uh, right I just it up on my computer. I had no idea. There it is. There's actually on newer Apple keyboards. I just got a, a new keyboard. Um, which one is it? It's the. Whoop, I'm backwards here. It's that icon right there. Wow. The world. Oh, icon. it's got its own little thing. Yeah, so, so you fun. click that and then it, it puts up the emoji browser, which That's is nice. Handy. Uh, also, I still like having it in paste because I don't have to scroll in search form. I just well, have what you really want is, is Rocket. That thing from uh, Rocket Typist. Rocket Typist. No. Setup. Nope. Nope. No, not Rocket. Rocket Typist is the one that's like text expander. But, but you could technically build it into Rocket but Typist, right? But no, no, but there's Rocket, which yeah. was an AppSumo freebie. You know it's going to be either AppSumo or Setup, right? So it's yeah. it was an AppSumo freebie, and it lets you do your emojis just like when you're in Slack. How you know in Slack, it's like you type a colon, and then you just type the description of the word. So you type, like, rolling on the floor, you know, start typing rolling on the floor laughing, and it'll be that one or whatever. But I don't understand why that's better than the control command sheet. No mouse. Right. Yeah, but there's no mouse in that one. Really? All right. Well, we can talk about it later. Um, so I'm, I, have a, I have a question uh, for copywriting. We have been trying to create a list of the re required text um, places where website owners can give their website a little pizzazz, a little extra something. You know, So for example, the thank you message after submitting a form. Most websites, it all it's very generic. It never gives any. It's never given thought. Um, it's thank you for submitting the form, or you know, thank you. We'll be in in touch soon. Um, so we've been trying to copyright those and make you know that some very special 
things happen with that. I'm just curious if anybody has any other ideas besides the there where maybe we should we should be focusing on the copy outside of just the obvious, you know, service pages, home pages, products, stuff like that. If this is a thank you message or thank you page? Either one, either one. Um, but even, even just in the thank you message. Yeah, that's a good idea. I have a, on my thank you pages, I always have a GIF. And there'll be somebody super excited, like Elf running in and going, you that's did it. Me. You know, like it's so, I, they make me so happy. I don't even ever see them once I put them up there, but I love them. What do you, yeah. do, you do you do something for that? No, I, I, the, the thing, what? The thing, for, the thing for a thank you page is I've, I've lost the thread of the conversation because I heard that she puts a thank you gif on there. It's just not. There's <laughs> it's such a nice little surprise. I'm like what you're saying, Eric. I, I resign. I'm not doing this business anymore. <laughs> no, but I agree. I think that message has it has power to just be a little. It's different and, and delight, it, like a surprise yeah. and delight moment. Yeah, yeah, it's surprise and delight, but also depending on you know the business and stuff, it's a a place to convey more trust, right? So if it's a contact form for a web designer, like you don't want just something generic, like Eric said, you want something that's going to get them excited about whatever that next step is, um, getting on the phone with you, whatever. And I think to answer your question, Eric, another opportunity would be uh, the confirmation email. So. I'm a big proponent of, of having confirmation text and confirmation email with forms. And so rather than having a generic form that says we received your message, you know, it's an opportunity to like for branding, you know, and conveying trust and, you know, whatever the, the goals are. Um, so that's how I view those things. There's opportunities rather than like, you know, something you have to do to add more copy. It's like, no, this is an opportunity to like, to sell the prospect, you know, a little bit more, right. you know, I mean, yeah. Not being like sales, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, what I mean, yeah, and what I mean by the, the required isn't that it has to, but like, you have to have something there. And we just kind of default to this simple stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, I was just I like it. trying to think idea. that is a good, it's an, it's a missed opportunity. And you know, we talk about we're talking mentioned my, micro copy, if the those are more calls to action typically like on the buttons and the other little things, but, but why wouldn't that be something that is also a good focus? I mean, how annoying is it when you go to a site and fill in a form and the success message is like dark on dark or like you can tell oh, they yeah. haven't put any attention right. into styling or like oh. the words are just whatever comes with the form. Plug or in and gravity and forms, like when you submit by default, it, takes you to the top of the page like it reloads the page and you're up the top so you have to actually add some code into your function file so that it will like bring you back down so you can actually read it because if your form's down the bottom of the page and it reloads the page you never see the confirmation message yeah so you could also do ajax form submission and then it just does a little wheel and then it replaces the form with the confirmation oh, nice. text i hate um, that i've seen that if I don't, I never use the title on the divi form uh, i mean i don't really use divi forms no that much no 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 because then it no, I know we've talked about change. forms, but like the title never like goes away. Like I hate yeah. how it says like submit a message here. Thank you for submitting a message. It's like that always drives me nuts. And instead yeah. of dealing with it like a more complicated way, I almost always just do a thank you page because. Yeah. Well, thank you pages are good. marketing too. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. for tracking and yeah. you know retargeting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so okay. 
I was just I, I need to submit an official um, apology. I was oh, wrong no. about. Um, oh, I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. Did we get that recorded? Hold on. What was that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm doing this officially. Oh, okay. Um, so the com control command space, it does work. It's amazing. I'll continue to use it, but it is not mouse free, and oh. I was wrong. And I just wanted to say that I was wrong. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Well, you accepted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for admitting it. Yeah. So well, well, basically, I think the conclusion is is that finding a copywriter is tough. Yeah. But if we follow the people in the in the like Erin Perrins and John Mar uh, Joan Margot, then we should be okay because we there's some good advice there about finding copywriters. And um, you know, Eric, you came up with the the one of where you know test them and have a like I do whenever a copy I ask a copywriter to to go somewhere, I say look at the current website, look at the tone of voice, change it slightly, make it as professional as you possibly can, or make it funny or whatever and go for it and then give me a give me an a4 just give me 500 words so that i know that you're going in the right direction i think that's the right direction but it is where to find them and like stephanie said if you go in the facebook groups and ask anyone for help it's like yeah. a blizzard of, of yeah. stuff so that's i think that's an area that we've got to figure out of where to find these talented individuals so some other tips that Erin had given me before i'm going to read them off to you she didn't type them in the chat here but she said um if you have the luxury of time and don't have a referral just search in some groups rather than posting yeah, search nice. for copywriting and see who people are tagging repeatedly then she said see who is showing up and offering value course even if they're just giving tips and stuff like that um who positions themselves as a teacher alongside their services what is funny oh steve parks just translated that a4 is a uk paper size i know <laughs> we don't have that here um and then who is clearly in it to help and lift up even though that's kind of cheesy those are usually well and then aaron also said we can call her and she'll help us <laughs> of course <laughs> But uh, I thought those were really great tips of what to look for. It's none of it is wildly new to us. It's how we approach yep. some of these other things. But for some reason with the copy, it is tricky. And I do think, as Eric mentioned right at the beginning, getting a doing don't hire somebody to take on a brand new whole client site until you've done some testing, because boy, it can that can cost you a lot of money and really mm -hmm. slow down a project. Now, Eric, you include copy on all your sites, right? Yes. And yeah. so, so this is this is all very relevant for you because you've got to have people on the regular, like handling this. Or so I've got, yeah, I, and that's why I said I'm for the most pretty much at this point with uh, either Dylan with StoryForge or uh, Pennington for everything. And, and the reason with Pennington is they do a great job of finding copywriters and as as I scale and need more, I'm not having to go out and find them. I, I don't have the time for that anymore. So get Pennington Creative. We've been impressed with every, I, I've used them for copywriting on a dozen projects at least now, and the clients have been thrilled. It's unlimited revisions. They ask the right question. That's another part. I think with the, with the copywriter, you get asked like, what, what questions are you gonna ask to get before you even start? Like, you know, and if they're, Anyway, you can find out a lot just just from that. 
But that's really become our process. And as long as it's working, as long as the clients are happy and their websites are delivering, I'm just going to keep with it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to. I did. I did pull up the Bertha website. I've got a little. Your Black Friday sale is running till uh, for four days, fifty six minutes and fifteen fourteen seconds. It's that. Yeah, I have it up on my screen too. (laughs) (laughs) So they, although they're they're fair weathered because they said they were going to go check it out when Vito was on. Yeah, but I mean that was right. But I didn't Black open Friday. it. I didn't have it in a tab. Oh, I actually have it open in a tab. Just launch twenty four products. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Shane, what are you doing? You slack up. <laughs> I can't even It was what my team and I had been working on the entire year. We didn't just put them together. They've been so you planned <laughs> to do this to yourself. Yeah. Yes, I planned. Yeah, well, you know, I'm the bad guy. I decided to go to America. You know, when Black Friday, over Black Friday, Black, over Black Friday, Paul Vito's been going. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> He's had to deal with Atarim as well. So it's like, yeah, you, you go and have a good time in the states, AP. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. no problem. <laughs> AP. Uh, okay. Anybody have final thoughts? It's a tough one, isn't it? Hmm. I have one. I think in addition to doing a test, one thing that I think is super important, it was mentioned by Sarah earlier, but it's something that was on my list and I'd like to really mention again, and that is where your writer is from. And even if they speak 10 languages, mother tongue is always significant, you know, and even if we can all talk and understand each other, there are nuances to different different things, you know? And so making sure that if you are writing in the States, that you have somebody that is an American English, you know, not like the English English. Well, I think it's even like, it's not even just, it's it's even down to things like um, Australians don't like to have things pushed on them or like, like it's about the approach is even what matters, not even the tone of voice, but like, like where in the process do you start to push harder and harder? I think Americans put, can push harder a little bit earlier than Australians can push. So it's even just the whole process of a page is going to be completely different in a different country because mm-hmm. um, we want to be sold to in a different way than someone from another country yeah. wants to be it's sold a, to. It's a and softer think, sell, isn't it? I did a I did yeah. a site for an Australian trading garage in Australia, yeah. and it's a, it's such a when you compare it, it's an auction, a premium vehicle auction site. And when you compare it to the UK and the American premium auction sites, it's just a bit gentler. You know, it's just yep. a little mm. bit of a soft. We're sound. like, we're really skeptical in Australia. Yeah. So anytime someone is pushing something too hard, we're like, why are you pushing so hard? Like there must be something wrong with it because you are pushing way too hard. And so then we choose not to like buy. So it actually really matters for, you know, but anyway, it could be very different. And I think that would be the same for in, in America from industry to industry. Like I've got some, you know, I've got a a client that they have a service they sell to financial planners and they're very aggressive, but, the financial planners respond to it really well. However, yeah. I have financial planners. They are they can't be nearly as aggressive as the company that sells to them. So it's a you case. You just got to yeah. learn. Mike has an important question. He wants to know if Bertha can do Adele. But my question is, if it's Adele, <laughs> is it singing Adele? Like, hello, 
or is it like thank you <laughs> her Adele. honestly her adele is just killing me um, we don't want we don't want to upset we don't want to make people cry we just want to make people laugh oh, that's, so that's it's why the, that's why evil bertha is coming because it's going to make you laugh okay, just, i do have one more thought that yeah. um we haven't really gone into which is keyword searching so some copywriters oh, yes. offer keyword searching as a part of their service and some of them don't and so i think that's just one of those important things like when you're looking at someone sometimes the prices are really different but sometimes that's because they offer keyword searching and so they'll kind of do the effort to do all of that stuff and it might be then something you don't have to do as the web for developer sure. yeah um moving forward so that's just something to look out for yeah i think that's a great point all right. Well, thanks, you guys. We are dead on time. Seven after started, seven after finished. Boom, look at us go. Thanks so much. I think we probably have, we have, what, one more week, two more weeks before we take a little time off. And uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do our traditional year-end wrap-up. Tim refuses to do New Year's resolutions. So we usually talk about, like, what we've learned this past year. We usually have one of those sort of easy apps. So we'll be be on the lookout for that coming up soon. Thank you guys so much. Everybody in the live chat was on fire tonight. You guys were right. a lot of fun. And uh, all right, so we will see you guys next week. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me.